Hello, happy October. We are kicking off the spooky season with a brand new podcast coming straight to you from the Chic Daily. We are the Chic Digest. I am Micah. My name is Gabe. And welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Um, so first we want to introduce ourselves just so you guys know who we are because we are practically strangers. Um, so first, my name is Gabriel Estes. Um, my major is journalism, mass communication. I go to the Walter, Walter Cronkite School of journalism and mass communication um and then micah if you want to yes hi my name is micah i am so excited to be here with gabe and with all of you i cannot wait to see where this podcast goes and what we will make of it this will be a journey this is our first podcast and yeah. we couldn't be <laughs> more excited you should have seen us struggling trying to get this set up but i promise you that if you stick in there with us it will be more than worth the wait so i am a junior here at ASU, and my major is film production, but I joined the Chic Daily Magazine because I have an intense love for fashion and media, I'm just more than excited to be here. Period. Um, <laughs> so I got here because... Yes. How did you get here, Gabe? Okay. Tell us. What is the story? <laughs> the story is... The um, so I'm just a freshman. I'm 18 years old. I just... I'm very new to everything here. He's a baby. A new college student <laughs> and stuff. No, but, we love Gabe. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but I joined Chic Daily, same reasons as Micah. I love fashion. Fashion has always been around in my life. I honestly still think I can be better in fashion. But honestly, it's just like I'm so like caught up in it. I just like mm -hmm. love looking at all the looks and yeah. like the story behind fashion and all that stuff. So that's how I'm yeah. here right now with Micah. We presented this idea yes. like a week ago, yeah, actually. This so is brand new. now it's just happening, which Wait, is awesome. So I kind of want to go back to like your fashion like journey. Like, can we take it back to, like, the beginning? Like, in the yes. beginning. Like, tell oh us God. where this started. Okay, so basically, I would. I just remember when I was younger, like, I think four years old, I would be wearing my mom's heels, like... I would put on her heels and like walk Cute. around. It, I was like, I love these pumps or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Even though I have no idea what I was doing, but like it was just like a. My mom was very like open with everything. Mm -hmm. She was super accepting of stuff. She never like was judgmental, good, which was good. such a great thing when it came to fashion because yeah. I love when like there's no gender norms mm -hmm. with uh, fashion. Yes, so like, androgyny. Exactly. Yes. So, like, I... That's my biggest thing. And I grew up, like, feeling like I had to wear, like, a shirt and joggers to fit mm -hmm. into the gender norms. But, like, mm -hmm. having my mom there and, like, watching, like, the Met Gala with her and, like, all the, like, the Grammys, the VMAs, all that stuff, and just, like, talking about the fashion, it got me really into that, and I started my fashion journey from I there. But what about you? What's your fashion journey take oh it back gosh. take it back for us girl way back okay well mine's a little bit different so I grew up going to a really small school and within that school we had to wear uniforms and I went there K through 12 and growing I want to preface this by saying that like I don't I, I don't mean this as a slight to, like, if you identify by any of, like, these body types or anything. Like, this is not a criticism. This is not, mm -hmm. like, by any... Like, girl, rock what you have. Period. Like, if you are a double zero, love it. If you're a 12, love it. If you're an 18 plus, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, wear what you want. But I'm saying, like, my experience and how... Sorry, I'm, like, a little bit nervous to tell this. I know. It's, um, it's all good work. But, like... <laughs> all the people here, all accepting. Right. But, like, my experience and how growing up around a certain... And beauty standard mm -hmm. like affected me so again 
this is not like a criticism. This is not like saying anything bad about the women that I grew up around because they are beautiful and they are perfect and mm-hmm. they did nothing wrong. It's just like the mental toll of growing of up around double zeros is yeah. like so toxic and so like at a point when I when I was growing up, it'd be like those were the girls that were getting attention. Those were the ones that like they were like super thin, gorgeous, like blonde, like everybody loved them. Yeah. And I am not thin, okay? Like I'm not like soup like I, I don't know. Like I'm not I don't have like the triple D's to fill out, like the plus size clothes and whatnot, but also like I'm not like skinny by any means. And so I grew up in this really weird like middle ground of like body type and like I didn't know how to dress myself and we had to wear like these polos and everything and it was a struggle because like I hated my body like I hated like growing up like in that environment and seeing like oh like this is the standard of beauty this one singular body type and that messes with your head Mm -hmm. like growing up with that and like being around that for 18 years and then when I got to college, I was like, oh, like I can be pretty. Like I can like dress up and everything, mm-hmm. but like in the back of my head, there's always that voice being like, oh, you don't look the like insecurity. that. Yeah, like there's that like, oh, you're not like super thin. Like you can't like dress that way. You can't wear like that crop top or you can't like wear these pants. Yeah. Like it doesn't like work for you. And so I've been trying to like break that down over the past couple of years. And I felt so invalidated for the longest time because like on social media, a wonderful like body positivity movement. But to me, in my head at the time, it felt like, <laughs> sorry, there's people walking by. Uh, to me at the time, when I would see these body positivity posts, it would be if you had the boobs and the butt yeah. to balance out your tummy, like, then you were good. But I don't have that. Like, yeah, I am I not blessed in that way. So it felt like I was like not okay to look the way that I look because I didn't have like double D's and like a killer booty. And so I felt like so invalidated for the longest time. And then I was scrolling on Instagram one night mm-hmm. and I was like, what is this? Midsize. How come no one ever told me about this? Like <laughs> like I didn't I didn't know about like midsize fashion and about like, oh, like there are other girls that exist within like this body type and that like you don't have to be like super curvy and like beautiful I mean beautiful for everyone, but I'm saying like you don't have to be like super curvy and you don't have to be like super thin either. Like, the middle ground is a valid place to stand. And I was like, somebody sees me. Like, for the first time, I felt like, oh, my goodness. And that's amazing. That's an amazing feeling. Yeah, I was like, I've been seen on social media. And so that, like, changed my life is finding out about midsize. And, like, no one ever talked about it. Like, no one ever, like, hey, did you know, like, there's this fashion movement for people with your body type? And I was like, what? Yeah. So that was really cool. And that, like, discovering that gave me, like, the confidence to, like, go out and try, like, new clothes. And so right now I'm on a very like business chic, like a love a good blazer. I love it. Oh my God. You guys like ever see her fashion? (laughs) It is beautiful. I love it so much. You flatter me too much, but I I seriously love a good pantsuit, Mm -hmm. love like blazers, like, oh, amazing like that yeah, is my favorite period i but i can relate to you with <laughs> yeah. that like journey you've been on like you know like 
I like to dress like have like feminine like yeah. like oh a crop top on a guy when mm-hmm. I was younger that was no 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 that was a big no or like yeah. wearing short shorts or like whatever you wanted to wear and honestly I don't think like clothes should have a label mm-hmm. or like a what specific exactly. body type should be yeah. able to wear you know what I mean so like understand that and being represented mm-hmm. by like in social media is so yes, important it's so important and it makes you feel seen yes and that's like a big part of like fashion I, mm-hmm. I that's what I love like when you can feel seen mm-hmm. and like you stand out or like Honestly, that's, like, my favorite part about mm. fashion, feeling seen and standing exactly. out and, like, being, like, oh, what, whoa, what is he wearing, like, on exactly. stuff. It's because it's, yeah. like, I don't feel insecure anymore because mm-hmm. I feel, like, like, my fashion can, like, also represent me mm-hmm. as a person and individually reflects myself. Yeah. And I felt like that was such a big part of, like, my life growing up and all that stuff. Like, having that fashion. Like, like if you, like, look through, like, your fashion journey, you can tell when mm-hmm. you're sad. Oh, You're happy. Yes. Like, also because, like, you dress differently. Yes. And honestly, it just reflects on, like, what's going on in your life. Yeah. So that's, like, why I think fashion is so important. No, exactly. Like, when I was going through that little, that phase where mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was validated, where, like, my body type was something that was more of like a burden rather to embrace I was in like black skinny jeans and a graphic tee every day when I wasn't (laughs) in that school like it was bad it was so bad and so like I think a big thing about fashion is realizing where what makes you feel powerful because when when I I remember like when I bought my first blazer I was like oh like this is what it feels like like this Mm -hmm. is it it flattered me in a way that like I felt comfortable I felt like safe in it but I also felt like this sense of empowerment and like this is what I need to be wearing yeah (laughs) yes okay so now we kind of introduce ourselves in our journey um we want to introduce this podcast we've been listening to it's amazing I'm simply obsessed simply obsessed it's called electric easy so we wanted to kind of take a segment of this pod and we wanted to kind of cue you guys in on certain multimedia things that we are consuming throughout our day to day lives and Electric Easy is a brand new podcast that it's only been out for, I want to say, maybe a couple of weeks. And it is produced by Kesha and it is about a forbidden love story. I'm reading from their Spotify right now. <laughs> so if you guys, okay, we are going to give like kind of a review and we're going to yeah. go a little bit in. So pause this right now. Pause this podcast right now. You better come back to us. Like, I'm I, t- yeah. you better come back. Just with, like, <laughs> jump podcast. Right, right. Open a new tab. <laughs> you know, open a new podcast. Okay, so you're going to want to look up Electric Easy. So it's just electric and then easy. And it's by Q Code. That's Q C O D E. And it should have like kind of a neon background with a couple walking on it. Yeah. Pause this right now. Go listen to the first episode and come back. We're going to give you a moment to do that. Period. Oh, also to mention, uh, Kesha's in this and she also helped produce this. Yes. So that's also pretty yes. cool. Okay. Did you listen to it? Are you back? Are you back? Okay, great. So. <laughs> Gabe, give us the rundown on this pod. Um, okay, so Micah introduced me to yes. this podcast. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm and obsessed. I I honestly never thought a podcast could tell like a story right? like that. I always thought of podcasts like being something like mm-hmm. what we're doing right now, just like an interview style, right. talking like, oh, murder mystery right. or so whatever. So give them like the rundown of the structure though. Okay, so the structure is like <sighs> 
how I would describe it is kind of like point of view. So like almost right. like how I related it, how I related to it is like reading a book. Yes, it's like an audio book or like a radio show. Yeah, exactly, an audio book. That's mm-hmm. a great way to like discuss it. Yeah. And um, so one of our main characters, Lucky, is yes. a part of this, and he like talks in like the first person mm-hmm. and then like third person as well yes. so it goes in between that so like it'll be like the third person which is like what's happening in the moment mm-hmm. and they'll go to like what he's thinking what's in his right. mind and all that yes. stuff and when I tell you guys the sound design on oh, this like you can tell Kesha had like a heavy hand in this like it is wonderful there are some musical elements but before that turns you off it's not musical like high school musical or anything oh, it's like the music like is in diegetic sound and that means that whatever the music is happening in the podcast is music that is relevant to the story so in the first episode there is a sequence that I am I'm gonna say simply obsessed probably 10 times during this episode but my goodness it is a beautiful Mm -hmm. like it's Okay, I feel like we should orient them before I go into this, like, uh, this sequence for a minute as to, like, what is happening within, like, the world. Yeah, so, okay. so like we were saying earlier, um, this is, like, a forbidden love story yes. between an uh, android and a human. So, yes. in this, like, utopian, right. um, like, future kind of era. Right, it's, like, neo-noir futuristic exactly. L.A. Like, very, very gritty, very neon lights. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of this game... A video game that had like kind of like that android style that they Ooh. became conscious i can't remember the oh. video game's name we need to remind you guys though that when we say like the android so they're okay Whew. let me let me give this synopsis okay, real quick i feel like i'm kind of like running we're, in circles around no it. we're running in circles right okay basically to boil it down it is a sci-fi neonor podcast that features a fav- forbidden love story between uh, robots or androids, which are called electrics, and humans, which are referenced as bios. And so the electrics in this story, they can have like modifications and all that kind of stuff, but largely like they can appear as humans. It's not like you're seeing C-3PO or anything, exactly. like, or like RTD2. Like, you're not just they, seeing a robot. <laughs> right, like they, they look real and it's engaging. And so like within the first episode, we meet the main character through which the story is narrated and his name is Lucky and him and his partner Skinner Skinner yes thank you not a fan of Skinner oh you do not like Skinner Uh, Uh. (laughs) that's his rating (laughs) no he's literally so uh, I cannot stand him but anyways so they sneak into the electric easy which is like a speakeasy for the electrics and I just Mm -hmm. love the soundscape that they create with that oh I know it reminds me and you'll see a lot of connections to the um, the electrics and mm-hmm. um, other minority groups. Right, yes. You will see, and that's, like, what's really, like, pretty about this mm-hmm. podcast is because although it's supposed to be happening in the future, most of the issues that they're facing are right. issues we face today. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, something I feel like is really important, like, what I believe, like, um, I, Vanya, I believe her name was, um, yeah, Vanya and Kesha were trying to... Um, 
like produced with this. They right. want to show like, yeah, maybe this is a futuristic society, mm-hmm. but they're still combat um, battling these issues that we're battling today. Yeah, and on top of that too, like I think representation is so important in media. Like mm-hmm. I'm a film major, and so we always talk about this within film, and uh, I believe it's extremely pertinent to audiobooks as well and podcasts that you need to represent like the the choices and representation that you make within your media has a huge impact and so within this I think it has two sides on the one side it's like a beautiful like poem almost about like these minorities and these groups and the struggles that we're having but on the other hand it's not so riddled with that like analogy that it's distracting like you can still immerse yourself within the story because sometimes I feel like there'll be like multimedia that like the the analogy will just be so heavy mm. that it feels like you're not even in the story it feels like you're just reading an analogy exactly. but with this, like it's so well crafted that it talks about these issues but you're still in the story like a hundred percent like you're still yeah. engaged with it and you're not like focusing on the issues all the time even though it is present within the narrative exactly and so back to where like the story is going um we are at this electric easy it reminded me of just like gay clubs like i yeah. feel like that was like kind of the correlation that's where i was kind of getting mm-hmm. with my point like uh, it's supposed to be, like, somewhere where they can escape mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And that was, like, the whole environment and, like, the sound effects they would use. Yes. And, the, and the environment they create through audio. It's gorgeous. Is amazing. Yes. And we'll, you hear hear a familiar voice, which is Kesha, yes. being the MC of oh the Electric She Easy. killed that part. Killed it. She literally was, like, on top of her I shit. I could see her, like, crystal clear throughout yeah, that. Yeah, like, I just saw so a spotlight easy. on yes. her and everything. Oh, by the way, the only way to listen to Electric Easy is in your bed with your headphones on, oh, with the lights sure. off. Like, that is the law. If you listen to it any other way, you are doing yourself a disservice. No, literally. Because at that point, it transports you yes. into that world. Like, you you are there and you are present. And can we talk about Vector's strip tease for a second? Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, they called it a skin tease skin in tease. the pod because, basically, it's a burlesque show. Blech. If I can talk. It's a burlesque <laughs> show. And so uh, she gets up and Vector, I'm assuming, is our other main character about whom the love story is going exactly. to be based. Because Lucky and Skinner go into the club and they kind of reference that they're there to get someone. And then mm-hmm. they say that, oh, like, that's our mark. So I'm assuming that the story is going to involve Vector. Yes. And she gives the performance of a lifetime. It is gorgeous. And uh, because she's an electric, she can, uh, she has like a, a skin yeah. so, like like skin skin right but it's not like yeah. it's she can like shed it because she is like technically an android a robot um yeah. so she gets on stage and she gives this performance and she like peels off like her shell and it is just like so so good oh yeah and like you can just like the sound effects mm-hmm. and all that stuff it's just like she does this thing and it catches lucky's attention yes like he is like and I feel like he's a little bit in love. No, like, yeah. he, like, it's, like, you know, like, that pause, and he's just, like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Like, he, and also, like, one thing we need to point out about Lucky is Lucky is disgusted by electrics. Yes, he, he does not he, like them. He walks, Neither does Skinner. Ne- they, they are referred to as bios, mm-hmm. which is just humans. That's what the electrics refer to the humans as, and he's just disgusted. Like, he's talking in, like, his narrative. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like, they're disgusting. How can they do all this? Yeah. Blah, blah. Like, he is, he is definitely against electrics mm-hmm. but like in this moment it's almost like he's in trance he's he's in a trance yeah. like it's like he can't control himself
himself like something's changing mm-hmm. and that's like I was like whoa it's like beautiful. this is it was really pretty yeah and um I was just like oh my goodness and isn't that where like the episode kind of leaves off after the skin tease so the episode it there's like a brief like minute or two right after yeah. the skin tease and Lucky he is like homeboy is falling in love with Vector oh, it's like yeah. love at first sight like <laughs> yeah, he is exactly. he is invested and uh, he has a moment where like he breaks that kind of trance and he runs mm. to the bathroom and he's like so disgusted with himself he like throws up in the toilet like he yeah. contemplates like brief suicide for a minute and then his buddy Skinner knocks on the door yeah. and is like hey like we have a job to finish and so uh, he grabs Lucky and he's like let's go and then that's where the episode ends yeah. so I'm curious to see where it's gonna go definitely I okay honestly this first episode I didn't know what I was going to get into mm-hmm. with this podcast but I was just like oh my god like yes. every like second like oh my god right? I feel like I'm there I was even like in the dark room like I was just like barely listening to it and I was like hold on let me pause this real quick because yeah. like I needed to be in the right setting. You need focus. I need focus because I never felt so emerged into right. something like the way I can, like I said I can mm-hmm. relate to it is to reading. Like when you have a really good book, mm-hmm. like you feel like you're transported. You can't stop. And yeah. I'm literally obsessed with listening to this yes. podcast. You're welcome for this. Thank obsession. you so much. And I hope we can get you guys. <laughs> yes, obsessed. please listen to it because we are going to be talking about it every week. Yep. So that means spoilers. Educate yourselves. Listen to it. Uh, I believe we'll talk about, like, what? Like, one episode a week or something? Yeah, like, yeah. something like we'll that. We'll figure out the As flow. they kind of come out, like, I think there's, like, mm-hmm. six episodes yes. now. So yeah. we'll we'll kind of just keep, try to keep mm-hmm. up. Um, oh, one thing that I want to touch on within oh, okay. Electric Easy is in the beginning. So the, the episode opens with Skinner and Lucky in a car. And they're talking and they're having a conversation. And Lucky tells us about this dream that he had where he, there was, like, a zipper in the back of his head. And oh, he pulled yeah. it. Okay. Here's the thing. Everything in media is intentional. Like, Mm -hmm. books, movies, films, like, nothing is included if it's not, like, extremely relevant. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if the dream is, like, hinting, if it's, like, foreshadowing at something that'll happen later in the story. Oh. Like, is he... I don't know. What if he's an electric? That's what I was thinking. I was like, what if he's an electric, though? And they... Yeah. Because they're... They're, I they feel, feel like, okay. Sorry, we need to preface this, but electrics like they feel pain, they feel yeah. like love and all that. Like they have feelings. So I'm wondering, is Lucky secretly an electric? And maybe he was like programmed. Yeah, maybe or he doesn't know to not remember that. Yeah, he was supposed to be like a machine. Mm-hmm. So uh, welcome so. to Electric Easy Conspiracy Theories. Yeah, now <laughs> we have our our first theory. Yes, uh, Lucky is definitely an electric. Do you think he is though, or I, do you think that was just like? I think maybe. I think that could foreshadow that he yeah. might be electric, and that would be such an interesting story because you saw how much he hated them yeah. too. But I also the feel like development. I also feel like it would be better if he was stayed a human because yeah. I feel like that shows like people can change and mm-hmm. people, um, if we like, if you really see like how they are, mm-hmm. and I think in that moment with like. Um, Vector in him, mm-hmm. uh, he saw Vector as like him, like what right. someone like him, like he like didn't. Vector's see, amazing. I love. Yeah, her. he didn't. He didn't see her as an electric yeah. at that moment, mm-hmm. and then until he like came back to his like mm-hmm. his self, and then like threw up, obviously. But like he saw them as equal people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think that would be such a great story to like even tie in with like everything that's going on in the world today. But imagine the plot twist. The if he plot was twist. Would, okay, but like obviously, <laughs> obviously, the plot twist would be amazing. Stay tuned. We we are calling it right now that Lucky is possibly an electric. Possibly. So yes. definitely gonna. Um, stay with that theory and if we're right um, who knows what we'll do (laughs) no but uh, that concludes our segment on electric easy so you guys uh, we want to hear what you think so as we go about this like feel free to kind of communicate with Mm -hmm. us as you develop your own theories and listen to it I hope you all get equally obsessed with this as we are and obviously if it's not your cup of tea that's okay Mm -hmm. I hope we're your cup of tea at least Um, Because we're not just going to be talking about this podcast. We have so many other things we will talk about. We have fashion news. Yeah, speaking of, do you want to get into that? We can get into that fashion news. But we also have updates from The Chic Daily. Yes. Because we are affiliated with The Chic Daily, by the way. Since we are The Chic Digest. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't speak. But we are affiliated with The Chic Daily. Chic Daily technically owns us and all that stuff. And we'll be giving updates on everything Chic Daily. Right. But with The Chic Digest, um, we're going to talk about some fashion fashion news yeah. has been recently going yeah. on um yeah I, so the pod is not just about electric easy yes. like we're gonna be talking about so many other things so we just wanted to preface that yeah. but give us your fashion news gabe um so so recently we just had like the met gala the mm-hmm. vmas and then was it the emmys i'm not really sure don't ask me i don't know <laughs> honestly don't don't guys don't don't come for me for that but um we also had london fashion week yes. we had a lot of fashion looks and um i'm actually we're gonna, gonna look up a few real quick because and you're getting live reactions to what are we looking at first met, met gala because oh, i feel like that well, theme okay. was first of all we need to talk about how awful that theme what was, was the met gala this it year it was like an american yeah. fashion theme I I, okay, Blake Lively, what is it? Like 2019, was that the cathedral theme? I, y'all know what I know I'm that about? that was the uh, like the holy theme. Yeah, that, okay. that was that was 2018. Okay, I think about that dress on a weekly basis. Like, it is life, beautiful. Life-changing. I I first want to go into um excuse okay, me. Okay, who can can we talk about Rihanna and ASAP for a second? Because I feel like Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are that couple that like flirted all throughout high school and everyone was like, are they gonna date? Like they have to date. When are they gonna date? And they didn't. But then a couple years down the line, they finally yeah, get together, and like the entire world is like, "Thank goodness." Okay, I really want to talk about this. Haley Steinfeld's look doesn't even look like her. That That's did, not. There's no way. That's not Haley. Haley Steinfeld. She. She. I, she. She covered her eyebrows, which I feel like makes her look like and I'm like oh that's Haley Steinfeld oh my goodness and she I'm like honestly I don't hate the dress but I'm also questioning exactly what is it so describe to the people what they're seeing real quick okay so Haley Steinfeld she has like a blonde uh, bob on we got you got the roots showing a little bit it's like darker roots um, and her face she has like basic makeup but her eyebrows are covered it looks like yeah that's like it looks like she just covered her eyebrows like a drag queen um, and her look is like this um like floral um, almost like under like I feel like I see coral almost it's, she kind of looks like a napkin yeah she looks like I don't know I don't know how to describe what she looks like because it's 
Okay, it's so out there. envision this. Like, there's the fabric is kind of coming off in petals, almost. If that makes sense, like very large, like leaves that kind it's of. It's not your typical like, dress. No, it is an art piece. Definitely an art piece, which I do believe that's what the Met Gala should be, is yes. more of art, like fashion art, rather mm-hmm. than like, oh, a suit, like how most people right. did during this Met Gala, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of annoying. Um, but overall, her look, I would give her, you know, I'll give her a 6 out of 10, because honestly, she did catch my attention. Yeah. She did something different, but it's also, it just doesn't feel like... I, I don't know if that really correlated with the theme at all. The you Met know? should be what the Met is, which is iconic. Like, half of these outfits I'm looking at real quick, and I'm saying, okay, I could see someone wearing this, like, the VMAs, or, like... More of an like, award show. Yeah, like a different type, like, type of event. But I feel like the Met is such an iconic gathering that the, like, the outfits need to be iconic themselves. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it should be, like, something, like, iconic, different, and, like, you know, Cara Delevingne, she wore um, her just, like, white pantsuits and then, like, this, like, almost, like, bulletproof vest yes, type thing. It like and it vest. says, peg the patriarchy. <laughs> and I believe this was so funny. She has, like, a wet hair look and mm-hmm. then, like, uh, kind of, like, a red smoky eye type going on. And, of course, she looks beautiful, as always. Um, but this look... Obviously, I feel like this was... Okay, she's sending out a message, and, Mm -hmm. like, that correlated with the theme. That's Met. That's the Met Gala right there. Um, It doesn't have to be, like, the most elaborate dress or anything. Like, it just has to catch the eye. And it caught my eye. So that's why I was like, oh, my God, this looks, like, cool. Like, oh, she's trying to send a message. Do I like the outfit? No. No. I would rate the outfit a solid 3 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But it is Met. But, like, it is Met. So that's why I will give it at least an eight. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. But another big, huge topic about the Met, which I'm going to just like pull it up just so we can talk about Kim K's look <laughs> at the Met. What is she doing? No comment. No comment. Well, I have many comments about that. Um, I don't know why I just looked at Kim Kardashian. Let's look up Kim Kardashian Met Gala look. Live Google search. So she... Okay, this is so, Donda promotional, isn't it? Is it not? I don't exactly know. I believe she is wearing Prada or it's Balenciaga. I can't remember. I think it might be Balenciaga, but she's been doing this like cover face, um, like only showing her body like morph suit type thing. And I was like, what the heck? And she has her ponytail, like a long ponytail stretching out. It's it's really out there. And you know what? She definitely got everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. She, everyone was looking at her. And I... Is I would, it met? I, that, this is what I saw. <laughs> I saw this TikTok. Okay. And this girl's like, this is why Kim K's outfit is the best. I was like, what? Like, please okay. explain Educate to me. Educate me. She said, Kim Kardashian is covered up, all black. You don't, she doesn't have a name tag. She doesn't have anything. But we know that's Kim Kardashian. Oh. We know that's Kim K. Oh. And you know what? I honestly thought about that. And I was like, that is so interesting. Like, she is such a, like, I'm like, I mean, she's like a big part of, like, mm-hmm. American society. Like, yes. everyone knows who the Kardashians are. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone. That's a pillar especially, of American entertainment. Literally, especially Kim Kardashian. And the fact that she can cover up in a morph suit and people knew who she was. Like, 
that I feel like that makes it a little powerful even though it's such a weird look don't get me wrong I was like what is going on right now but um like that was like a huge like she's just been a pillar of entertainment like you've been talking about and like what you're bringing up right now the champagne yes do we think because okay do you guys remember that uh that cover that came out where it was uh kim k and she had the champagne and the glass was on her backside and the like it was on her ass it was okay (laughs) well anyways the champagne kind of did a loop up above her and she's in a black dress and then the other one where she's just full moon in it on the front cover she has Mm -hmm. just a little black like sheet and black gloves and that is the only clothes that she's wearing except for these pearl necklaces do you think this is kim k conspiracy right here do you think that her met was harking back to this event because this was like this was in papers this was on news everyone was talking about this shoot when it hit and that's like a pivotal point in american culture was when kim k released these photos so do you think that the black here and her met look is tied to the black in this shoot so uh, that's an interesting theory Mm -hmm. and you know what my other theory could be that she needs to stay relevant and i say that is because before this before like everything how she got her thing her fame was through her sex tape releasing. right um and that was like huge and you know what and then like people like the kardashians and like the kardashians got their show everything else started happening and like i feel like kim kardashian just like i feel like she's the kind of person that wants to stay relevant i don't know kim kardashian personally right but like it is a tactic to stay relevant because you know what? Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about Kim Kardashian. Right. And honestly, out of all the Kardashians, the ones that are talked about the most are Kylie and Kim mm-hmm. because they always try to stay relevant mm-hmm. in um, like papers and all, like Kylie and her cosmetics, right. all that stuff, all the babies they have, like all that stuff. And now, like, oh, we have the champagne, and then moving on a few years. Um, now we have this morph suit right. uh, look, and you know maybe it, maybe we're looking too much into it. Maybe it's just a Donda promotion, but it could have a deeper meaning. Right. Um, but it also but could. it's fun to talk about. It is, is fun it to talk about. It is so fun to talk about. But that was enough about Kim K's look. <laughs> um, Billy, I, Billy, Billy. I I liked her hair. Okay, I really liked Billy's outfit, and I really liked Kendall's outfit. I know Kendall got a lot of like commentary on it. But I thought it was gorgeous. Oh, her outfit like, is met. beautiful. It is so beautiful. I know. I know. There's so much controversy with her and all this stuff. But you can't. Right. You can't tell me that she didn't work this look. Like right. this was my favorite look. Her and Billy definitely mm-hmm. just caught my attention. They were just like they were. They understood the assignment. Yes. Completely. Yes. So I would definitely give them my ten out of tens. Mm-hmm. Um, these are my favorite looks. I love like the Marilyn aspect that Billy gives. Like she just reminds me of Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. and like it's just like she understood the assignment. Yes. And then like Kendall, oh, she, I forgot she had an inspiration. I forgot who the inspiration was, but that's what the dress came from. Um, but I can't really remember it. Uh, 
But um, definitely, I didn't like Megan Fox's outfit at all. I think mm. it it's I think it's mainly the hair for me. That bang is it just does not look good really? on her. It just it just like I she looks like a little boy in that. <laughs> like see like you don't you don't even see like the ponytail like you just see the bang well, and that's it looks just like a bowl cut. It's that just one an particular angle. photo. Yeah, but like also just in general, I prefer her VMA look the night before. Um, definitely way more. That one was just kind of like a, um, like, it was just, it just felt more like Megan. Like, she's hot. Don't get me wrong. Megan can work everything. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Um, like, see her VMA look. Um, Wait, okay. So, just so you guys are seeing what we're seeing, we are pulling up her, uh, both her Met Gala look and her VMA look. And in the VMAs, Gabe, do you want to give us a rundown of what we're looking at? I would, it's, it's more of like one of those like wet looks yes. like she does like the wet hair and then looks like her it looks like her body is wet like it's just like it's so like it feels like her and like she's she's the moment and then like the Met Gala look is more of just like this like it's it's pretty don't get me wrong mm-hmm. red is definitely one of her colors yes she could probably work every color right um but it's just like it's definitely I feel like if they switched those honestly Really? We could have... It could have been a little a little different, but that's just my opinion. Interesting. Um, my, I, I still love this look. I still mm. think she did a great job. She still got gets a 10 out of 10 for me. It's just the hair. It really, the hair is probably the biggest portion that bothers me. Interesting. I kind of like the, the hair look on this that she okay. did. Like, I think it's definitely like a bold statement, mm-hmm. but Megan Fox is all about the bold statements. Oh, if there's one thing that we know about her, like, yes, the cutouts in the dress are a bit extreme. Yes, the bang is a little bold but I feel like it works for her as like who she is as a person that's true that is very true and that's why I said that also the VMA look it mm-hmm. like it, I feel like that just is like that's Megan Fox like you know what I mean and it's similar to Kim K's it's very similar to Kim K's uh, previous that, Met Gala outfit that she wore the raindrop one the, yes the raindrop like, one because I think she that's another thing about Kim K she set that look yes. everyone started doing the wet, the wet hair looks. Look, the wet looks and all that stuff and you know what Loki obsessed with them right. because so, they're great I'm gonna bring it back to Kim K just for this one statement yeah. do you think that Kim K's outfit was because the theme was American culture. Mm-hmm. Do you think her outfit was "I am American culture" by doing that? Because that, she she is though. She she is a part of American culture. Right. That is like very she is true. And that would make so much sense because, and like I said like earlier, like she had, she just wore a morph suit and people knew that was Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian. Like iconic. Like that was, that's pretty iconic if you don't, right. if I do say so myself. And like, who else can say that? Like who else can say I am American culture, like as a public figure? Very few people. Or like just an influencer. Yes. Like very few. Like, yeah. I mean, like I could, I could talk to anyone and be like, "Oh, you know the Kardashians? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course I know the Kardashians. Right. Which ones do you know? Oh, Kim Kardashian, right. the first one they list, or Kylie." Yeah. And that's not to say I, I just need to clarify that by saying we are not saying that the Kardashians speak for American culture because oh, American no. culture is so diverse and oh, so yeah. beautiful, and there are so many different layers to it. We are just saying that the Kardashians are a household name. Like, yeah. whether if you like them or not, everyone knows about them. No, for sure, and that's like. 
that's like I think the whole point of her look and that makes it like kind of cool okay I feel like we need to move on from the men we do we do we need to move on from the fashion looks yes. I, we, but they needed to be talked about yes. that was a big part of like what's been happening yes. um, how do you feel about Balenciaga's collaboration with Fortnite and then I saw that Versace did a collab and I or not a collab I think they released a vaccinated hoodie let me look this up and okay. give you give the rundown of what you think about Fortnite and Balenciaga okay so we did talk about this with the Chic Daily um, in one of our meetings and that's when I first heard about it um, and I was just like at first my first initial reaction is like oh my god why would they do that and then when I started looking yes. more into it it's not really like oh like they did it for like how it looks it's more of like their audience they're trying to direct it towards and like honestly like um like how I talked about my fashion journey like how like I thought like when I was younger I shouldn't be I shouldn't have to dress nice or shouldn't like care about my appearance as a young young boy mm-hmm. because no no other none of the other young boys were like doing the same as me so why should I until like I reached my teenage years when I started wanting to do that I feel like Balenciaga influencing that like fashion into like young teens or even adults like like and all that like through Fortnite um like can like bring like up a like kind of like a movement for like Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm trying to get with this, like, just kind of, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling, but, like... No, um, no, I, I hear what you're saying. So, you will have to forgive me, because I was wrong. It was not Versace, it was Valentino. Oh, so, forgive okay. me, I have sinned against the fashion world, but it was Valentino that made this vaccinated hoodie, and I think this is very interesting. Now, you'll also have to excuse me, because I have not done the complete research of this. I wanted to save it for the pod, because I've <laughs> I saw this on Instagram and I had to do a double take. I was like, really? Like, that's that's a bold move to make with your line. And, like, I see why they did it. Like, I think it's a fun way to get people, like, involved and, like, feel like, oh, yeah, like, I'm back. So let me get this Valentino hoodie. But it's also, like, hmm, I wonder, like, why they made that. And you know what? That can correlate to, that's what kind of I was trying to say about the Fortnite. Mm -hmm. It's trying to get more people involved into Balenciaga. Uh Like, it's more of, like, um, I guess you could say it's more of a marketing move um and it could be but it could also just be more of like trying to like bring their brand out to more people like i feel like not everyone knows like valentino like i obviously like my younger brothers don't know like anything about fashion okay. they're not gonna know valentino they might know gucci obviously and right. like louis baton like one some of the main ones um but like Valentino and like all that stuff like they might not know of that at first but like bringing it towards like oh Fortnite or vaccinations like that can that's a, a good marketing move to get more people like buying your stuff definitely and also like one thing we need to remember with these really high-end brands is that I know Balenciaga got a lot of criticism about the collab and I know that Valentino is probably gonna get some kickback from this oh for sure but I really don't believe that a brand 
releasing something like this is gonna do much damage to their I mean it, I oh, may be wrong no. I am not I do not work for any of these brands I have no idea what that like boardroom meeting looked yeah. like but what I'm saying is that like you're not gonna see a Balenciaga hoodie that says Fortnite on it and then refu- I mean let's say we had the money to buy a Balenciaga like that, you know <laughs> but like you're not going to say ew like Balenciaga like why would I ever want anything from them you're gonna still like hold them in very like high opinions same with um, Valentino. Because so, they created that foundation. Right, like, they're iconic. And so I think that they're still able to keep that platform that they have while kind of playing with their reach a little bit, which is a very, like, interesting mm-hmm. place to be in the fashion world. Like, ha- kind of having that freedom, but knowing that your image will still, like, cover you and that you'll still be esteemed by a lot of people. Yeah, no, for sure. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they just already have that foundation, so them releasing this stuff isn't going to affect, like, their business and all that. So exactly. I think it is more of a marketing move to branch out to different audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on yeah. with that, um, fun topic, you know, new, <laughs> new things getting released. Um, I also saw on, like, social media and Vogue that Dua Lipa had this crochet lingerie outfit on. Ooh, I did not um, see that. It is... It is so gorgeous. She is a gorgeous person. I love her, her music. I'm going to go see a Dua Lipa in concert. Congratulations. Dua Lipa, if you're listening to this, please get me VIP passes. <laughs> I love you, moi. Um, but she had this crochet lingerie look. Oh, wow. Uh, is it... I, I do not mean this in a bad way, but I'm saying this is very, like, Coachella. Like, I feel like you would wear no, something sure. like this, that. Like, in the best way possible. It's, it's very fun. Oh, my goodness. Okay, there has been such a... A, uh, such a huge movement to have. Oh, wait, was I no, looking so at the wrong is, one? No, so this is the lingerie, and then this okay. is the outfit she also. We are had. sifting through images on Google as well. Yeah, we speak, so this is crocheted. This is so much fun. Like crochet, I, I do not have the skills oh, to me do either. crochet, but I think it is so cool because you're involving like the youth and people who are older. Like it is, crochet has no age limit and mm-hmm. no age like requirement. Like you can start crocheting whenever, however. And I think that these influencers are really really reminding the public that crochet does not have to be a scarf or like a doily for your table like crochet make lingerie with crochet like do it honestly i i don't know if she wanted this more as lingerie or as like a swimsuit because she's Mm -hmm. by a pool in this picture i don't know how like the use of that as for a swimsuit would be it is very (laughs) camp but i love it i like love this look because it's different and Mm -hmm. i like you know it's kind of like has like a sexy twist on it because like in the outfit one the other picture we're looking at it's like these skulls with um like the crossbones and all that stuff and like all together as a pattern but you see her skin still right like their skin peeking through yeah it's very pretty and she looks sexy you know Mm -hmm. she looks like she's she's the moment um but i i just wanted to talk about that look just for a second because i thought it was really cool and it was different so it caught my eye difference good in the fashion no for sure and then anything else like really how are you like how was your week i feel Um, like we should talk do you have any life updates or like what's going on uh life updates (sighs) thinking right now um so Fall break for ASU is coming up, yes, and I'm excited. going to see my best friend in Aww. California. She just moved there. Aaliyah, hi, if you're listening. Um, you better bring all the stories back for the Oh, pod. for sure. We're going to have such a good time. 
Uh, she's gonna pick me up in a Tesla, so <gasps> I'm very excited. And I'm gonna meet her dad, and um, her dad is so sweet, and he's gonna be letting me stay at their place That's while amazing. I'm there. I'm gonna fly out uh, next Thursday. Wonderful. And I'm gonna stay there till the that Tuesday, upcoming mm-hmm. Tuesday. So we'll be there for a while, and I'm I miss her. She's my best friend. She's my ride or die. So I'm super excited to see her. Um, that's really it. I also have midterms coming up. I'm yes. sure you do too. Yes. Oh my god, so stressful. Um, grammar midterm. We have that for interesting. Um, my degree, and you have to get above a C to pass the class, mm-hmm. or you're gonna have to retake it, and you can only retake it twice, or you will get kicked out of your major. And it's wow. so that's scary. Stressful. But you know, it makes sense though. Yeah. Like grammar is such a huge part of journalism. It is. And like you need to be fluent in grammar. You gotta be on top of it. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you want to be an editor mm-hmm. or just even a writer. Like, you need to be on top of your stuff when mm-hmm. it comes to grammar. Um, but that's, like, the only stressful things that are happening in my life. But what about you, Micah? I want to uh, introduce <laughs> some things that are going on. Oh, goodness. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to think about, like, what happened this week. Like, everything's been a literal blur. Uh, I was featured in the Culture Talk magazine for my photography, Ooh. which was so much fun. Uh uh, that was just a wonderful opportunity and I got to talk about I did like a little interview and I got to talk about uh, Japan and like my photography experience for those of you who don't know I when I am not working my butt off for school and trying to keep up with all of the wonderful things that we have going on photography is my first love and so I'm always taking photos always working on that and in 2019 I went on a solo trip to Japan to oh, photograph really? there and it was so much fun like oh I oh <laughs> I didn't even know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... It was just a wonderful, like, experience to be, like, immersed, like, in the culture. And I'm not a fan of, like, doing, like, really touristy things. Like, mm-hmm. when I was there, I obviously, like, there were a select few things where I was like, okay, everyone goes and sees this, but I have to, too, because I'm here. Period. But I really tried to, like, schedule my time there where I could get, like, immersed in, like, the culture and, like, really see, like, Japan as a whole and, like, what it has to offer. And so I, of course, had my camera with me and I was taking all of the photos to ever exist. And I met so many wonderful people people and uh, I got to talk about that in the interview and it uh, this issue of that particular mag focuses on like Asian representation mm-hmm. especially in like media and whatnot and so that was an, a wonderful opportunity to go and be able to talk about that and if you want to read it you Ooh. can go to let me pull this up real quick is it gonna have your pictures on yes my pictures are featured oh, so that's I very exciting would love to see them um, yeah, Micah's kind of a badass when it comes to <laughs> photography. Um, we she, will shout out our social medias at the is. end. Okay, so if you want to read the the issue, you can go to Culture Talk Net on Instagram. So again, that is Culture Talk Net. And in their bio, they have a link, and you can access, like, their website and everything. The post that talks about my feature is uh, it has on the front just a, I believe it's a a geisha if I'm looking at that correctly and it just says culture talk and it has like multiple posts within that post and I mentioned later on so that was so exciting, my first magazine feature, I cannot wait to have more cool, that (laughs) is so awesome thank you, aside from that I am obviously just working on schoolwork as well Mm -hmm. I'm shooting a music video on Sunday for one of my classes that's very exciting, it's to the song Stripped 
Striptease by Car Wash, oh, which okay. I am thoroughly obsessed with. Have you heard it? I have not heard that song. Oh, it's so good. I think I've heard of the artist Car Wash, though, mm-hmm. before. I think some yeah. of their songs I have on my playlist. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, we are in the midst of making playlists from the Chic Daily. Yes. Trying to Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, Chic Daily has their own Spotify where you can listen to those playlists. Yes. Back to Go the check topic. them out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, also give Striptease by Car Wash a lesson. Or not a lesson. Wow. Give them a listen. <laughs> a listen. Uh, but, no, it is wonderful. So we're doing a music video to that. And then I'm shooting a documentary right now, which is just yes. so much fun. It is a lot of hours, a lot of really late nights. But I'm having a blast. Like, it awesome. is. It's exactly what I need to be doing. And, like, I'm so happy doing it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you just feel like you're in the right moment mm-hmm. doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Like, yeah. I was so excited to start recording this. Me too. This. Thank you for doing this no, with me. No, thank you. <laughs> like, honestly, like, when we were talking about this last week, mm-hmm. I, like, had pure excitement. I've yeah. been wanting to do a podcast, like... Ever since I was a Me freshman too. in high school. Yeah. So, like, four years ago, I've been wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just was like, I don't have the equipment. Yeah. I would, I'm too busy with school, mm-hmm. like, all that stuff. But, like, now that it's, like, well, my career can be kind of like yes. this. Like, this is, Ooh, like, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, stuff like that. So, like, I'm gaining something exactly. from this. I'm, I could put this on my resume. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, I'm so excited just to be doing this because this is something I'm really actually passionate right. about. And I like I like talking I'm an extrovert I like I can't people want me to stop talking Mm -hmm. like that's like I'm so talkative like that's just how it is no I remember when we were in our meeting and it was like Gabe and I had like the same idea at the same time it was like an epiphany and we're like let's do a podcast yeah so here we are one week later and uh I I'm equally excited like I've been wanting to do something like this for a while too Okay, and with that, we are going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, and if you want to check out The Chic Daily, you can go on thechicdaily.com. You can check out the blog, all of the magazines that they have available, and the multimedia pages. And their social media is... At The Chic Daily. That's for both the Instagram and the Twitter, which is written by Kenzel and Ella. Love Mm -hmm. you guys. Um, and then we also have our social medias. Yes. Um, my social media is at Gabriel, but replace the A with an eight. And then Micah. And then mine is Rind Studio. That is R I N D, and then Studio. So uh, we will see you next time. Thank yeah, you guys see you guys so next much. time. Bye. Thank you.